One, two, one, one, two. Chris, that's ridiculous. That's that's brilliant. That's, I'm just sorry. I'm just. And you just my, I've got lines written down. For... <laughs> Hang on. Do you want another one, Chris? That's yep. really interesting. Oh, I like it. I like it. Yeah. I sound. I sound like I actually care. You sound like you practice them. What a pile of shit. Ah, that's the one. <laughs> Get ready, Dave. Point. I'd underline that one if I were you. Hello and welcome to The Internet of Trash, a podcast about all the smart tech we could probably live without in our day-to-day lives. I'm Chris. And I'm David. Dave, how are you this week? Chris, I'm preparing to lock down to Electric Avenue, as the song goes. (laughs) Electric Boogaloo. (laughs) Um, So yeah, obviously, as we're recording this, uh, our intrepid Prime Minister has just announced a new lockdown that's coming in uh, mid next week. Um, And ironically, I believe this episode is coming out a day before the end of that lockdown. Well, uh, you say well, that now. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> not, um, let's not put ourselves on either side of that particular fence. <laughs> but yeah, aside from that, Chris, it's been quite a, a normal week. And um, yeah, just relaxing. Well, that's the last of those weeks you're going to have for a while, Dave. I, I, I hope you enjoyed the hell out that. of it. <laughs> yes. Um, but no, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm well, Chris. How are you? I'm well. Yourself? Yes. I'm 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 good, Dave. I've had a pretty normal week too. There's not a lot to do at the moment, uh, particularly with impending lockdowns on the horizon. My new purchase, I bought some Pixel Bud headphones. The uh Oh, okay. Um the wireless ones that Google make for their Pixel phones or any phone I, actually. I, I remember looking at them when they came out a few years ago, mm. when I had a Pixel 3 as well, uh, I actually fancied them. And aside from getting them online on the Google store, you couldn't find them anywhere, like in Curry's, in Carphone Warehouse. Nowhere no. had them. No. Uh, and that's what put me off. I don't know why. I just didn't want to buy them online. And I think the real reason was because I didn't want to buy them. But I thought if I'm in a shop, <laughs> I can, that may be a, less of a barrier. So This is true. Um, how are they? Do you find them good? Yeah, they they're good. I've got. I think think this is the second version of them. I'm sure there was a previous one, and it's had a bit of a firmware update, so the bass is a bit better and it sounds a bit better. But in general, I think they're quite good. It's the first pair of wireless headphones I've actually owned. Um, I've been oh, plugging nice. those bad boys in like a chump for the last <laughs> twenty seven years. And, <laughs> and obviously, with the evolution of phones not having headphone jacks, you've now for the last few years been having to drill your own headphone well, exactly. into the phones haven't you yeah. so. but now I can finally enjoy charging my phone up and listening to my headphones at the same time of course yes because yeah they do they share the USB-C exactly. slot which they? was the yeah. big thing when it was announced that headphone jacks were going how everyone was saying <laughs> how, how will I charge my phone and listen to through my headphones at the same time I still haven't found the scenario in which that is necessary but anyway well, but then now Apple have come along and said, well, we're not even going to give you a charger anymore. Yeah, yes, true. <laughs> here's, here's a MagSafe thing that we're pretending that uh, we made magnets and also we're pretending that we never had MagSafe on anything and that we didn't kill it off of one of our laptop ranges. Exactly. It was very good. <laughs> why, did, why did they kill that off? Or just because they wanted everything to be 
USB-C. USB-C and... I guess I guess the MagSafe because you had the additional area around the connection. I guess yeah. it makes the laptop thicker as well, doesn't it? I I guess so. I still enjoy uh, my MagSafe. You can you can plug it in in the dark and you don't have to just wiggle it vaguely. <laughs> All that dark night midnight work you're doing and just yep. sat in the dark. Chris. Midnight I, podcast prep I'm doing while I'm <laughs> charging up my phone and listening to my headphones at the same time. So. Yeah, I think it saved me several times when I had a MacBook uh, 2015 model. So it, it saved it so many times from, and it, to be fair, it would have been small movements and maybe one or two drops off of semi-high surfaces. So the laptop probably would have survived, but it's just one of those that it's just nice that any instance at all, it's the walking off with it that I tend yeah, to do. I've done that before. With everything still plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, yes. it is a shame, but uh, let's start a campaign on the podcast. Hashtag uh, bring back, well, we can't say bring back MagSafe because they have. Oh. Oh. We didn't quite get the point across that no, we were trying no. to. We were a bit too vague with that campaign promise. But um, <laughs> yeah, the uh, uh, the Pixel headphones, um, they sound good. Um, they work quite well with my phone. Like I'm generally a bit dubious with Bluetooth mm. in general, because it all there's always seems to be some sort of connection issue and things tend to drop out and this and that. But these so far have been really good. And they've got the Google Assistant built into them, obviously. So you can walk down the street looking like a nut job talking to your Google Assistant, which is great. <laughs> um, but as with most things with smart assistants, the only thing I've used it for so far is just to test whether it works. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> which is sort of the first few weeks of owning anything with a smart assistant. You're just asking it things to see if you can sort of catch it off guard and see if you can, <laughs> see if they know the answer. But the only thing I've, I've actually found that I regularly use the assistant for in my headphones is asking it what time it is. Okay. <laughs> Despite the fact I'm always wearing a watch. I always have the phone near me that has the time on it. And I am in my house surrounded by clocks it's the only thing I use the assistant for is just to tell me what time it is because I'm just slowly getting lazier and lazier. <laughs> so, Chris, you are pretty much a Google Smart Assistant household now, aren't we you? We are a Google household. I have signed ourselves, I've signed the deed over to our Google overlords. <laughs> we are a 100% Google household. Fantastic. When um, it comes to intelligent assistants. Okay, yeah. And my, myself personally, um, I've got three Amazon echoes um how many I'm, I'm sort of in this three echo 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 oh no oh dear that's not good and that's it this week from the internet of trash thank you very much for listening yeah so i've got three and a very similar boat to you chris in terms of the limited amount of functionality i'm sure it does more and obviously you can add i believe google's the same you can add skills and additional third-party sort of apps yeah, and plugins, and can't you? you can do routines and things where it's like a sequence of, you know. Yeah, I, I don't do that. I, I literally use it for what's the weather. That's usually wrong. Um, <laughs> and and I try to be very specific with it. Like, I want to go for a walk. I walk that lasts maybe around an hour. So I'll say, hey, smart thing, what's the weather for the next hour? And then it tells me the weather for later on in the day. And I'm thinking, no, I said the next day. Surely... The yeah. next hour, because you've got dark sky and stuff now that shows you the 60 to 50 minute 
timeline, doesn't well, it? Well, some of us have dark sky. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry, Chris. That's a salt in the sore wound oh, there, isn't it? <laughs> I still have no idea what the weather's doing. <laughs> um, the other thing I use it for is music, but typically I don't talk to it. I pump it through Spotify just using the third-party speaker. Okay, yeah. And uh, timers in the kitchen is the only one of them because it's helpful just to shout across, hey, yes. timer for... 30 minutes. That is the consistent thing I do use ours for. But, but, okay, now th- th- this is where having an entirely um, a connected house starts to, starts to fall apart <laughs> because I tend to wear, I tend to have one of my headphones in while I'm doing either the washing up or doing the cooking so I can hear podcasts and things. But I like to set the timers on the speaker in the room. Yeah. Um, so if I stand <laughs> in the kitchen, I say, hey, smart speaker, set me a 10 minute timer. It doesn't, both of them go and it doesn't know which one to set it on. (laughs) And the other issue I'm having now is that the most recent speaker I got, which was a a second gen, one of the small ones, the minis, which I put in the office where I'm currently recording this, clearly has a much better microphone than all the other speakers because I can be standing in the corridor or standing talking to one of the speakers, and then I hear nothing, and then the speaker in the office is is, <laughs> ch- is chiming in, saying, "Yep, I've done that for you." <laughs> no, keep out of it. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you, so we're gonna have yeah, to upgrade guess... completely. Oh yeah, you're just yeah, basically have full to tech refresh, <laughs> blanket upgrade. I'm afraid. Yeah, no, you can no have... Christmas this year. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> well, that's that maybe other be a, a harsh reality. <laughs> I've actually, I have got. I say I've got three. I've actually got four. I'm holding the fourth here, Chris. You may notice it's I fully see. not connected to anything, um, and that's because I, like you, actually do have too many. I was just going to say this places I need them. <laughs> this harkens back to what I mentioned a few weeks ago. I have too many speakers for the rooms in my house. I got this on a deal, and I know why the deal came out now, and the same with the full-sized Echo. Uh, the deal was obviously because they had a new version coming out. I'm not going to complain. I got loads of money off of it. But this came, if you signed up for one month of Prime Music, you got a free hockey puck Echo as well, ah, free. Okay. And I was like, well, that's six quid. All right. And it arrived. I got out of the box. And, oh, brilliant. Look at that. It's almost the same as all the other. Right, um, uh, Looking around for a flat surface to put it on. <laughs> It's just shoving away more more echo hockey pucks. So I'm, I'm pleased to announce that the snack cupboard is now Alexa enabled. Well, that maybe we could use that to create our own smart device. Oh, what? Like attach it to something? Attach and it to something, uh, and we'll create a prototype for a voice me right now activated smart device. Yeah, I don't. I haven't got anything to hand that could be smartificated well um, that's something we can work on then that's yeah well that's a top secret project so we'll bleep all of this out for uh, if the previous 10 hungry. minutes was just bleep was just beeping <laughs> we do apologize uh, then, for your ears yeah I don't apologize for anything actually you can buy <laughs> okay. it in stores this Christmas on that bombshell Chris of a potentially cancelled Christmas. What have you got for me this week? Okay, it's winter, it's getting cold. Tonight, Dave, we're going to have a party here on the Internet of Trash. Are you ready to party? 
Chris, well, we're only allowed six people in one place. And then after Thursday this week, as of recording, it's no one. It's no, I'm not ready to party. Don't be ludicrous. That's a very good point. Mm, you really haven't thought this one through, have you? I mean, this, smart, <laughs> this device I have this week is solving a problem that no one's going to have for a long time. Oh, oh. oh that's, that sounds strangely familiar to a lot of the previous discussions. No. Enlighten me, Chris. Let's have a party. Let's yes, let's have a party. Cheer ourselves up. So uh, we're going to have a party tonight on the Internet of Trash, in the Internet mm. of Trash party house, um, and we're going to set the dinner table. Um, so Dave, <laughs> what do we need for a good party, a good dinner party? What are the essential, well, the essential ingredients to a good dinner party? Well, Chris, if we're going to throw a good dinner party and we're setting a dinner table as well, we obviously need to reach into the internet of trash bin and pull out the smart salt shaker. We do. The, we the, need the to. fork. <laughs> yep. The, the toaster, actually, because then we can all write messages to each other as well. So, oh, what, so each table setting has, a, has its own toaster, <laughs> so you can, pass, yes. you can pass messages between them. Well, yeah, it's COVID safe then. It actually probably might allow us to do the party. Socially um, distanced. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Okay, so we've got the dinner table set. We've got the smart um, salt shaker in the middle, glowing purple gently, pumping out your favorite <laughs> tunes. Each table... And salt. Yeah, <laughs> just endless, endless amounts of salt. Um, each table setting has a, a smart fork and uh, a, a toaster, apparently. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm thinking, Chris, what else do we need for a party, Chris? Lights, I guess. A true, Flashing but light. the salt shaker's taken care of that. Music's taken care of by the smart shaker as well, yeah. I mean, it, it's, a, it's, it's a wonderful it, thing. It's amazing it's our least listened to episode. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Not at all saying go back and listen to that episode two, I believe. That's that was, episode it? two. It's available yes. on, wherever you get your podcasts. Chris, I'm not really sure what else I'd want for a party of the sort of scale I think we're talking about. So please do tell me what I've forgotten here. You need a bottle of wine. Ah, a bottle of bubbly, of course. Nice yes. bottle of bubbly. It greases the wheels of the best in a party. It enables intelligent conversation. Um, <laughs> and also <laughs> disarms a, yes. a lot of opinion, hopefully, as disarms well. Disarms unsuspecting <laughs> attendees. Yes, Dave, or, or, or maybe not wine, um, an, an alcoholic drink of your choice. Although this so, week, okay, this week we're talking about wine, all right? Okay, I was going to say, are you going down like a smart alcohol or something? Yes. Is this some sort of <laughs> biological nano technology? Yeah. <laughs> we're going biotech. No, bottle, no bottles bottle, of wine. Yeah, what's your favourite type of wine, Chris? Is it a red, a, I was going to say yellow, a white? <laughs> Or a rose. Or, all the other options. Um, I'm not a big wine drinker. I have to be honest with you. I'm not really a fan of red wine. Um, but rosé, I'm okay with. My my favourite wine is cheap wine. That's yeah, the yeah. level. <laughs> that's the level of connoisseur I am where it comes to wine. I'm kind of on that uh, thing. Mine's mainly rosé I can drink because yeah. it's the nearest to squash I think as possible. Yeah, <laughs> and also at Christmas events, typically not very many people are drinking it, so. There's plenty of it to go around. Um, We're going to get into the party atmosphere. I have a bottle of wine here, Dave. Oh, actually, what have you got there, Chris? That's, I've got... Um, I've don't, got... don't say the name because we'll be sponsoring. <laughs> why, why, are you asking, why are you asking me what it is? Unless they pay. We're not saying the name. Um, well, no, I'm asking what the, the flavour, because I can see it's a flavoured one. I know that one, I think, and that's uh, one of my favourites. It's, so it's a... The summer berries flavor. That's yeah. I thought that's what it was. That's, yeah. that's a nice cheap rosé. Happy days. Cheap rosé, four pound fifty. 
ladies and gentlemen, this is the kind of cheap date that I am. <laughs> Should we do some alcoholic a- ASMR? Oh, that peaked. <laughs> That's going to sound... It's not so much ASMR, it turns out. It's going to wreck your ears instead. <laughs> really wake you up. There we go. We are no, ready to nice. podcast. See, now, I'm not prepared here. Go get yourself a drink, Dave. Once I get through my notes, you're going to bloody need okay. one. I'll, I'll go ahead and get one as well, and I'll do. I'll try a... I've got bottles of cider, so as near as I can get, so I'll do some ASMR. Bear with me, Chris. <laughs> I, I'm missing out. <laughs> Maybe I should have pre-warned him to bring a drink. It's fine. I'm sure he'll be back. Ah, so I've got as near as I can get, which is a berries and cherries cider. That's um, more or less rosé. Right. Here's the... Oh, Beautiful. Okay. Carry on, Chris. Okay, while Dave um, sorts himself out. Yeah, I'm I'm good to go. Fantastic. Here's to you. Mm. Cheers. You can taste the the summer berries. (laughs) (laughs) It's really thrown you back into the summer spirit. It has. It really has. Um, Dave, we're talking about smart wine bottles today to solve your wine woes yeah i i mean i'm all up for that chris um now i'm I'm also curious to the scope here yes (laughs) (laughs) this could get deep ladies and gentlemen (laughs) we again may not be the best people to talk about this because neither of us clearly drink that much wine or have any any appreciation or interest or knowledge in (laughs) In wine in general. I was going to say, we can rewind maybe two minutes ago when you say you don't like any kinds of wine. I think that was the line that came out. So uh. so one of the issues apparently that most people have, or a lot of people have when they're having a, bo- a bottle of wine is its longevity once it's been uncorked. So mm-hmm. once you break the seal and you uncork a bottle, it doesn't keep fresh for that long. A typical wine will keep fresh for about five days or so after it's opened. Now, this changes depending on whether it's a rosé or whether it's a white wine or a red wine or a fortified wine. Um, I would imagine the four-pound bottle of wine I just opened (laughs) will probably outlast um, most nation states and um, (laughs) most insects in the event of a nuclear apocalypse. um, (laughs) That'd be the cockroaches drinking the uh wine is what you're saying (laughs) after the apocalypse. Yeah, But I'm also curious, Chris... I'm again I'm not a massive wine drinker, but if I had that bottle that you've got there, which is one of the ones I like, um, you say it could last up to five days potentially un- uncorked or opened in that case because it doesn't have a cork. It's so cheap that it's not even got a cork. Um, is anyone literally drip drinking these things over a week? I don't think anyone is. I think when a bottle's opened, people say, "Well, we've got to finish it tonight because it's open." I t- t- like to be fair, sets- I've never, I've, I've never willingly left an open bottle of wine. No, it sets a target, and an ex- it seems to also set an acceptable, socially acceptable target as well, because no one will question if you finished a bottle of wine because it was open. Maybe a dinner party is the wrong scenario for this. I think the idea of this is that 
say you're you're drinking a reasonable amount you you you're having one glass of wine a night <laughs> do, um, do we have to do the legal like for the uk like alcohol thing of uh when the fun stops stop that kind of thing yeah. is there a, do we have to do like the remember your units the minimum maximum units minimum units <laughs> <laughs> your daily minimum units drink up laddie <laughs> is that bottle oh, unopened yeah. <laughs> we laugh but hey uh, well <laughs> who knows what's coming desperate times people so you open a bottle of wine it only stays fresh for about five days or so um, and that's usually because the wine oxidizes of course um, so wine oxidizes when it comes in contact with air it, it triggers a, a series of chemical reactions that turn the alcohol into something called um, as, uh, acetaldehyde <laughs> Is, yep. is that where the term this tastes like ass comes from? Because we go, that, that's gone off, clearly. That is where the well-known phrase, this tastes like ass, comes from. I've heard that in American TV shows, when things taste bad. That's all I've heard. <laughs> were they talking about Cut wine? Because if no. they were talking about wine, this is entirely factual. Um, so it turns mm. the alcohol into this thing called acetaldehyde, which is a form of chemical or something, which creates sort of odd tastes in the wine. Apparently, some people say it um, it can give it a kind of a nutty taste or a taste like apparently bruised fruit. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not exactly sure what that tastes like. Bruised fruit. I I can't say I notice a different, like with a banana when it's bruised, I can't say I notice the taste no. difference myself. No, but apparently that's not good. No. That's not a good thing. Um, okay, so understood. This, <laughs> I, will, I will go with it. Everything I know about wine, I've learned in the last half an hour whilst researching this episode. <laughs> um, so uh, this oxidation process starts as soon as you open the bottle. It's basically like a countdown until the wine is completely undrinkable, um, okay. which, <laughs> which to me sounds like a very bad design for a drink. If somebody pitched that to me now, I don't think I'd go for it. But then it's it's nothing new, is it? Anything open now, it starts the ticking time bomb. I guess so. I guess so. It's but inedible. Yeah, but I mean, wine, it takes years to make. And then as soon as it comes in contact with the Earth's atmosphere, it's just <laughs> this, completely undrinkable within four to five days. This reminds me, that's very similar. This is a tangent slightly. Um Bottled water. And mm. there's a brand in the UK that's one of the more popular ones. And on the back of the bottle, it says, like, filtered through millions of years of rocks and limestone in the Scottish Highlands, uh, and then bottled at the source, untouched by human hands, and bottled straight to the shop. Um, and then it just says at the bottom, best before November 2020. <laughs> like, so, oh, we caught it just in time. We've managed to bottle it just before yes. the worst thing happened, which is well, how fortunate. And you decided four days before it goes off to sell it to me. <laughs> it's essentially it's essentially the same thing. So um, the oxidization process is uh, why when you uncork a bottle of wine, you've, you want to drink it fairly soon um, or else it goes bad and tastes like nuts, apparently. Um, so, um, I'll take another sip. You didn't swirl it around, Chris. Sorry. You, you need to. I don't think really... you can hear that. 
Chris Help. is swirling and I'm working the, the microphone with his glass. But Chris, for, for those who cannot see, <laughs> Chris is swirling a glass of wine. Smells like and some of berries. Um, so back on back to the point. <laughs> This smart wine bottle sets out to solve this issue. So this is touted as the world's first smart wine prevention system. This, hang on. No, smart no, wine no, wait. prevention system. <laughs> uh, I think that's what we'll, we'll be asking for later is a smart wine prevention system, Chris. <laughs> but, <laughs> they really shot themselves in the foot, didn't they? <laughs> we want to stop it before anyone else comes up with this rubbish idea. Um, the, the world's first smart wine preservation system. Right. Okay. Just the exact opposite of what I just said. We, we got there. Okay, so let's get down to the nitty-gritty of how this bad boy works. There are basically two parts to this device. Um, there is the bottle, and there is um, a wine cartridge that fits inside it. So the cartridges are what actually contains the wine. They're an aluminium cartridge that looks a bit like um, like a metal water bottle, right. which uh, slides into um, a hole at the base of the smart bottle. So this bottle... Um, uh, wait... I, I'm, call, I'm calling both things a bottle and it's getting very confusing. <laughs> the bottle slides into the bottle. So <laughs> the cartridge holds the wine and then you have basically like a wine bottle shaped sheath which you put over the top of the cartridge. So okay. so the, the wine sheath, we'll call it, is where the smart tech is housed and the aluminium water bottle cartridge is where the wine is housed. Okay. Did I explain that well? Did I explain that well enough? Uh, crystal, <laughs> crystal clear. So on this, um, the outside of the bottle, there is a touchscreen display. So once you slide the cartridge in, this display will basically act like the label on a traditional wine wine bottle. It'll show you the the logo, um, the year, the region, the grape type, the alcoholic content, all the information you'd normally have. Um, plus, it also has background information on the wine, and it also apparently says it, it'll tell you uh, a, the story of the wine as well. So I'm assuming <laughs> this is like a background narrative of how the wine came to be, rather than a well, sort of short story with the wine as a central character. I'm not sure. <laughs> the life and escapades of this bottle of wine. This particular grape. Interesting. So the cartridge, it sounds like a, um, a soda stream almost yeah. in terms of like, oh, well, I guess it's not the same thing, but I'm guessing the idea is you buy these cartridges online or in the shop and you don't top them up yourself. Is that? Or, or, no, or I believe the cartridges are sort of single use. It's over, you throw it away. Oh, wow. That's probably not great environmentally, is it? No. But they tend to gloss over that in, in the promotional information. I was, was going to say, it sounds like they're not trying to um, to spin this as anything to save the environment. It's just to make you feel like your wine had a story. Yeah, it's this yeah. whole thing is purely to save your wine and not the environment. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Um, um, oh, there are also, apparently, um, it has photos of the people that made the wine on the smart bottle, the display. 
Um, okay. And also it can give you a suggestions of food pairings. So which food goes well with whatever wine canister you have installed. So that might be useful at okay. a dinner party hmm. um, yeah. if you have a choice of food. But then <laughs> it won't work at a dinner party if the food's already there and you've only got one choice say. of wine. <laughs> as, and as this, goes, um, this goes badly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Small or large. It says don't use with fish and you've given us fish. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it also, um, the smart screen, the display screen will give you an indication of how much is left in the bottle. So it'll tell you how many glasses you've got left, um, which sounds okay. reasonable. But also you have to remember mm. that if you just had a glass bottle, you could you could see the level of, of, of the wine and you could work that <laughs> out yourself. Built-in indicator into yeah. a traditional bottle. Yeah. Because the indicator is only an estimation as well. Oh, wow. You don't want it to say <laughs> you've got one glass left and find you don't particularly if you need that one glass. That, that, yeah, that could make or break an evening, potentially. <laughs> could make or break a marriage. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, the, the smart wine, it's a shame they're not reusable. Instantly here I'm thinking fizzy drinks, if it was reusable, because it obviously seals or does something clever to sort of contain it. So I was thinking it'd be cool if you could put fizzy drinks in and all sorts, but hey, that's... Uh, out of scope, I imagine for. Yeah, I suppose a, you could do. Yeah, that that'd be good if you didn't like wine, but you wanted to have the appearance of a high end dinner party. <laughs> or squash, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, squash. Okay, so, so. Um, I quite like I quite like the dinner pairings. I, I like the food ideas, but yeah, you're right. You, the host would need to check the label before. Yeah, cooking. why you would need to be standing at the table checking the dinner pairings on the wine bottle when you could just look at it on your phone is is another matter but, and actually i'm pretty sure that quite a lot of wine bottles on the back on the label there is one or two lines even just a few words that sometimes say have with chicken <laughs> <laughs> only eat with chicken yeah i mean i'm looking at the wine bottle i have and it has quite a lot of it information on the label doesn't say what food it goes with Chris, there's no you don't know who trod on the grapes to make it though. Do no, I don't. I don't. I don't think they want to be named, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> well, I guess in that case it would just be a picture of a machine in a factory somewhere. Yes. <laughs> Made by Winebot three thousand. <laughs> <laughs> with love and care. Yes. Um, back to this smart bottle then. So you can also on this screen, because the, the bottle connects to your Wi-Fi as well. So obviously where it gets all this information from. On the screen, you can browse the official store and you can purchase wine directly from your wine bottle. That seems dangerous. That doesn't sound like a good idea to me. Like, you think? Yeah, if you... No, I don't think it really doesn't because you're not in a... If you've finished a bottle of wine, you may not be in a... I'm not saying you're completely blackout drunk, but you might be in a position a bit easier to spend money because you go, oh yeah, quite right, let's get another one and click it a few times, you know. Yeah, it's a good thing it doesn't link with Amazon Dash. Oh no. <laughs> Your smart bin will have a word to say about it anyway. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that... um. Being able to buy more alcohol on the wine bottle doesn't seem like the best idea. No, I feel that a lot of people are stopped, maybe, or not stopped, but the reason people don't drink too much maybe is because the easy access to wine, I'm not saying it's instant delivery, but obviously the easy access to wine is you'd have to go to a shop. So there's yeah. an air gap time, whereas this might rock up tomorrow and then tomorrow night you go, oh, brilliant. More wine. 
and then yeah. you order another one, and it's a cyclic circle. I usually use the end of the wine bottle as an excuse to stop drinking. <laughs> if we bridge that gap, there's no there's no telling what could happen. Is no. it? I, yeah, that sounds. Um, like a slippery, slippery slope feature. Um, so on this store, they have a selection of wines available. They have quite a limited selection sort of on launch, but they range from sort of 15 to $50. Um, okay. So it's quite a, a fair range. They don't quite steep so low as the four pound summer berries. But. It's like when you're at a restaurant and you get the wine menu, let's say there's five on there. There's obviously the cheap one and the expensive one at both ends of the scale. And then there's usually like a semi-cheap, a semi-expensive and a medium. And typically when they come over and ask what one you'd like, you don't go for the cheap one. You either go for the semi or the, the middle because you don't look cheap then, do you? Yes, you, <laughs> you go for the mid-ground. So that's what they've done is they've cut out that awkward cheap range and just said, no, of course you want the medium range. Come on, you bought a smart wine bottle. You're going for the medium <laughs> range. But the thing about this is that the company that makes it, obviously because of the design of it, you can only use the wine cartridges that are sold by this company. It's hard to tell, but I believe the business model of the company that made this were were planning on making more money off the wine sales rather than selling the bottles themselves. Because once ah. they hook you in, then you've got to shop through them all the time. It's it's the classic printer and ink cartridge deal, is it? The cheap, get yep. them in, hook them with a cheap printer and then jack up the prices on the, with the ink. <laughs> okay, so you may have realised, Dave, that in all the description I've given you so far about this smart wine bottle, it's not done anything to help keep your wine fresh. This is true. It's helped me continually top up the supply and read lovely stories. Yes. You'll be entertained for hours as your wine slowly degrades to a point where it's completely undrinkable. <laughs> um, unfortunately, it is true that most of the um, the features they list for this smart wine bottle don't actually help solve the problem they said they were going to solve. Yes. And I'm hoping there's a but here. But... It okay. does. Okay. This is how the bottle helps keep your wine fresh. Um, so once the can is inserted into the wine uh, sheath, it acts like a regular wine bottle. So you can pour it as per normal, um, except it doesn't need a cork. And it uses, I believe it uses some kind of double valve system. I couldn't, I couldn't find out exactly. It's a double valve system, a bit like an airlock. So you let the wine out one end and then you seal it off and you let the wine out again the other end so that the meat of the wine, the main bulk of wine, doesn't come in contact with the air okay, for a long um, period of time. <laughs> Clever. Seems I, a bit excessive for wine. Yeah, I, I believe that's how it works. Now, the pouring system in this bottle um, has a bit of tech in it. It uses an accelerometer and a microprocessor to detect when you tilt it so it knows when to allow the wine to pour. And then um, once you're done pouring, the tilt-activated valve system will reseal the can, preventing the remainder of the wine from being exposed to the air. And these cartridges are the same size as your standard wine bottle, I assume. I think the cartridges are roughly the same size, and then this sort of sheath goes over the top. So the whole thing looks like quite a large bottle of wine with, with a screen on the front of it. But the thing I was wondering, because the technology that allows the wine to be poured is automatic. It detects when you're tilting and pouring the wine and it allows the wine to flow. Mm. And as there's no cork or lid, you can't seal it. So 
what if you just tilt the bottle generally as you're holding it or carrying it or putting it down? Will it automatically then start pouring the wine? <laughs> I guess so, unless there's like a, a lock functionality on the screen or on the connected Maybe. app or something. I don't know. But... You'd hope so. Uh, yeah, because a lot of people store wine bottles on their side horizontally as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a fountain just pouring out the very <laughs> slow trickle. <laughs> A lot of people keep wine in a wine cooler. Yeah, and they're horizontal. And they're horizontal. And also, this thing's full of tech, so you don't want to put a, you know, yeah, can this a small computer like, in a fridge. Or, or is the idea, you t when you don't want it anymore, I guess you take the sheaf off and put the cartridge in the fridge or in the ah, cooler? I guess so, you're right, because you can interchange cartridges. So remember that a, a normal glass of wine only stays fresh for about five days or so. This mm. claims that they can keep your wine fresh for up to 30 days. Wow. Okay, that's that, that's impressive. Um, so I did a bit more digging. Um, <laughs> oh, no. um, so as we like to do on this show, I did have a look at the promo video for this, this <laughs> wine bottle because they're always great. And um, it's quite funny because it, it, has a, it shows um, a couple sat at a dining table um, and the guy that's presenting the video comes over and sort of sits himself down in in between them like an uninvited guest, um, and and this couple are sort of glaring at each other like really quite in a menacing uh, way. What? Is it almost glaring in a way of like trying to communicate like who's this guy? This, this <laughs> guy needs to go. Glare they're giving each other. Ted is not invited. <laughs> The, the reason why this couple are staring at each other is because one of them wants red wine and one of them wants white wine. Um, which is apparently a massive issue um, because they can't just open two bottles of wine because uh, they'll go off instantly and no one will have any wine to drink. Um, the guy that's just inserted himself in their relationship <laughs> asked them, "Are you gonna are you gonna open two bottles?" Um, but instead, what he does is he grets his smart wine sheath. He takes his red cartridge and loads the bottle and then pours a glass of wine. He takes it out, he gets his white cartridge, loads it and pours another glass of wine. So even he's guilt tripping them into Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, and also cross contamination there because he hasn't cleaned the the shoes, which I assume there's still areas on that which True actually, you'd need to clean the end to make sure you got all that red wine out before you pour the white wine. Like hot swapping, yeah, it just sounds like that that, that sounds a bit silly. It's almost like there's, there's a ban on the amount of bottles you're allowed in a house or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's not, you know, it's not the smoothest way to do wine at a dinner party. If you need to change, because you need to change these cartridges with quite a solid sort of shove to get them in. <laughs> it's not quite the same as reaching over and picking up a different bottle. You've got to load yeah. these things like like you mean it. Mm, there's so many, well, there's not many questions on this, but there's so many Potential issues. Go on, Chris. Tell me more. <laughs> One sticky issue with this product, as with any piece of smart tech, battery life. Ah, yes. Have another, yet another thing that you've not had to charge for centuries suddenly Ever. requiring a yes. charge. <laughs> so um, to begin with, I actually couldn't find out what the battery life was, but then one website said the device needs, and I quote, constant charging. <laughs> Oh, wow. So is that implying that you're only going to get enough 
battery to probably do a few pours and then it needs to go straight back. I'm well, guessing not into a convenient charge. It's probably a cable you have to put into or something. It hasn't got a dock. I mean, it, it makes it sound like it's, it's barely going to get through a medium glass. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. Just need, just five minutes just to charge this um, back up. Uh, I did eventually find out that the battery lasts about five to six hours. So is that five to six hours regardless of use or is that five or six hours of constant pouring <laughs> and and constant menu browsing and story reading and if you've viewing. had five to six hours of constant wine pouring you're not gonna have the um the mental ability to put that thing back on charge <laughs> and nor does it sound like you need to preserve the remains of a bottle of wine no but you really shouldn't be buying this thing if, if that's what your evening looks like um but apparently you can still pour the wine if the battery goes. I'm not sure what that accelerometer and processor are doing if you can still pour the wine after the battery goes. So they've almost admitted that they can render the whole thing completely pointless and it's actually the cartridge that's the main well, deal. That's, that, that, that's the thing. Every, everything they're saying about this product just makes the actual wine bottle seem completely unnecessary. <laughs> It's not needed to pour the wine, assuming you pour the wine in the oxygen safe way that the whole the whole point of the product is. The only thing this sheath does is show you the label of the wine. The accelerometer needs it's going to need power, and I'm assuming that's what's activating the sluice doors, the sluice gates. <laughs> open, the... open the gates. <laughs> Beam me up, Scotty. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm assuming that's what's. Because they're, they're electrical as well. They've got to be mecha electrical, mechanical yeah, switches yeah. on them. I have no idea. Like I, I didn't realise this when I wrote this down. They, they're, they're making the case against themselves. It almost sounds like a smart wine prevention system, Chris. I think I was right at the beginning, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I read the wrong press release. <laughs> if anything, this just complicates the process of drinking wine. It doesn't actually fix anything, really. No, that's, that is true, yeah. <laughs> If you're concerned about drinking a whole thing of wine before it goes off, just mm. buy a smaller bottle. Oh, yeah. But I mean, those smaller, like those pocket-sized, whatever they're meant to be, ones, <laughs> the single serving Oh, the aeroplane wine. The aeroplane yeah. wine, yeah. Uh, they're silly. They don't look that grown up, I'll be honest with you. It's the same as when someone gets a half pint and it comes in that like piddly glass and you're thinking... But my pint looks huge and your half pint looks so tiny. It's it, it's not that they put the half pint in a small glass. It, it's that the half pint glass is a miniature version of the pint glass. So it's still got like the weird bulge <laughs> yes, at the, the top. It, yes. It's just like a little child's version. And it looks <laughs> yeah. so small. I, I think that's mainly, that might be the problem. Yeah, because it is genuinely a shrunk down like, oh, this one's shrunk in the dishwasher. Put yes. that in the half pint pile. <laughs> <laughs> a lightweight over there will have that one. <laughs> so price dave oh, so no. this thing apparently the company raised about six million when they were uh, developing this and on top of that they also hit a crowdfunding campaign on indiegogo i think which was for about fifty thousand. wow somewhere okay. that. why you need that extra 50,000 when you've already raised 6 million. I'm not entirely sure what that was for. Um, but that was about four years ago now. That was in 2016. So, Dave, mm. Dave, the eternal question how much would you pay for this device? <laughs> well, how much I would pay for this? And I'm, actually, I'm going to split this for you, Chris, because I'm also going down the cartridge route. 
Oh, okay. No, wait. Um, I will say then oh. the the price I have for the device, the the wine sheath, yeah. includes four wine cartridges. Okay, of your choosing or ones they can't get rid of, and so uh, they I assume them. the cheap summer berry shit they can't get rid of. <laughs> okay, okay. If it comes with four of them, I'm gonna say seventy nine pounds or around thereabouts. You are very close. Ah. You are one digit away. Um, eighty nine pounds. No, one hundred and seventy nine pounds. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the digit went at the front, Dave. No, okay, one hundred and seventy nine dollars. Yeah. Wow, to, to lock yourself into having to buy. I could buy thirty of these bottles for the cost of this wine sheath. Christ. The, the economics to me don't make sense, and I'm not jumping between different wines all the time. Yeah. Even, it would even actually economically, let's look at it this way, if you wanted a different bottle every weekday of the, the week for dinner, that's five bottles, still gives you five days of each. So you actually get two weeks out of all of them, two weeks worth of dinners out of yes. all of them almost, if you shuffle them around a bit. Hmm. So actually, even then, even if I bought five bottles... In theory, none of them should spoil before I've had a chance to get through them with each dinner. If it was cheaper, I kind of might get it because then the lock-in's easier as well. But no, that, that's a bit silly. I, I just, it does seem a lot considering the, the smart portion of the bottle isn't actually doing yeah, anything well, to help keep the wine fresh. They, they've admitted fully that it, it can be rendered completely inoperable and still fully operate to <laughs> deliver wine, which... <laughs> Which brings us back to the traditional wine bottle. Yeah, it's like your manufacturer of your wine there saying, it's all right if the top of the glass gets smashed off of the bottle because you can still pour it. That's exactly what what they've done. (laughs) Um, I don't know what they they were drinking, Chris, when they came came up with this. this. (laughs) They're obviously trying to get through all all the open bottles in one night. (laughs) This is what happens, people. Okay, so let's say you're a bit of a wine a connoisseur, Dave. Okay. Um, let's say that splashing out 170 quid on something that keeps your wine fresh for 30 days sounds like a reasonable idea to you. It does, yes. Yep. Let's say it does. Well, I have some bad news for you, Dave. It's gone up in price. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's a twist. <laughs> the, um, uh, the the vast majority of the news and reviews that I read about this device claim that it doesn't actually work very well. Brilliant. That's um, um, I read a, a few reviews and things um, of the product. According to most people, um, yeah. they couldn't really tell the difference between the wine in the wine, in the smart wine bottle and a traditional wine bottle after a few days. Certainly not a month. Oh, wow. So. Now, I don't know whether all these people were sent faulty units or there was a problem with the valve design that is, was since fixed, uh, but it doesn't seem like it actually worked at all. That, that, that idea has left a sour taste. <laughs> the product's left a sour taste. In the Which it wouldn't have done if it had worked, quite literally. Is that people when they say they don't, they can't tell the difference uh, between a fresh bottle and then a month later on either side of the cartridge or on a normal bottle? Is that as in they've both gone off or people are just like, I really couldn't tell? 
No, I, I think this is like an experiment where you have a fresh wine out of a normal bottle and a fresh wine out of a smart bottle hmm. and you taste them. And then five days later, you taste them again oh, okay. and they can't tell the difference between them. Certainly right. not after 30 days. That, well, that's now, tragic. Now, bear in mind that these people that are, are, are reviewing this are not wine experts, but if you're selling a product for mass market... The vast yeah. majority of people, as far as I'm aware, are not wine experts. No, I don't believe it's quite hit the national curriculum yet. No. Uh, in secondary schools. Um, although it may do well, at some point. Well, I mean, <laughs> home <laughs> um, learning and all that. I think we're, we're both shared on this thing, Chris, that we both quite like whiskies. Yes. Um, and there's a few whiskies I like. I like trying new ones. I like sort of reading what they, they're meant to taste like and trying to go, oh, I can kind of get that. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm a whiskey expert, though, but I enjoy them. And there's a, there's a lot of people who enjoy wines. Yeah. yeah. And they might like this product if it can do the longevity thing. But yeah. If yeah, it did anything it set out to do, yeah. It's a swing and a miss. Um, there are actually much better ways to keep your wine fresh. You can buy wine in a box. And boxed wine tends to last you about six weeks Wow! Okay. Um, because it's it's vacuum sealed in plastic inside of the box. So mm. it doesn't allow the oxidization to happen. So if you're concerned about wine going off, get boxed wine. Okay, so the industry's already solved the problem is what we've... The problem has already been solved without the need to add, to add a touchscreen and Wi-Fi as well. <laughs> yeah, because I believe those boxes come pre-printed with what's in them as well. They do, so. they do. <laughs> I think this product is pretty incredible because... As in it, not credible. In, yes, completely incredible. Because it set out to do one thing. It added a lot of technology to do something else and then didn't achieve the one thing. <laughs> yeah, they they may be better off if they... It looks like the touchscreen was more the point they were going for. So it may have been better off to come up with like a stick-on touchscreen where you scan the barcode of the bot the current bottle and then slap it on the side of that bottle or something if you really wanted to oh, tell why does that help? <laughs> You're just sticking it over the label. <laughs> exactly. But if you wanted to tell stories and the adventure of the wine, then that... Somebody yeah, that, wrote that's... a really great story about a wine bottle one day and just needed uh, a medium through which to share it. And $179 later... Here we are. Well, six million. Six million dollars, actually. <laughs> that was a roller coaster, Chris, if I'm honest. I thought I'd throw you a few curveballs this week. Yeah, that, 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 I think that's probably our most adventurous in terms of the amount of promise it was building to actually, and had there was some sense in the idea of the sort of the sluice gates uh, compression system. <laughs> you you need to stop saying sluice gates, Dave. This, that is not a thing. <laughs> sluice gates are uh, for a lock, aren't they? Um, yeah, they are, they're, they're a large industrial piece of, piece of equipment. So the sluice gates in the bottle, the mini miniaturized sluice gates. It's a great bottle. idea. So much promise. So Dave, we need a verdict. Is the smart wine bottle going to grace our dinner table again, or is it going into the internet trash can? Chris, it's obviously unlike a glass bottle of wine non-recyclable so it is going to have to go into the internet of trash bin general waste bin general waste <laughs> generally bad ideas bin 
Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Internet of Trash. If you enjoyed the show, please do rate and review us on your podcast app of choice. It really does help people find the show. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at IOTPod and you can email us on theiotpod at gmail.com. Uh, please send us any of your bad tech stories, any of your funny facts or any general feedback about the show. We would love to hear from you. Uh, thank you very much for listening and we'll be back next week with more smart devices that should have been left a little bit dumb. Well, that's it for this week's Internet of Trash. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, yeah. You really have to squid there, Chris. Is something, something wrong? You can follow us on, uh, yeah, whatever. Goodbye.